Hi there, I'm James Spencer Boyce and welcome to the Total Water Polo Podcast. Thank you very much for tuning into this week's episode. Today we're joined by a really exciting young player who's had a really promising start to his career. His journey to the top of the game has been fascinating really. From Georgia, he moved to Serbia as a teenager to play for Shabac before a brief spell at Spandau in Germany. But it was a hugely significant move to his current club, Novi Beograd, as a foreigner no less, that has taken his game to the next level. He's a very mature and thoughtful player. He's a left-hander and he's a key player and a leader for his national team, aged just 23. Today's guest on the show is, of course, Nika Shushiashvili, and here's what's coming up next. Yeah, Novi Beograd called out of nowhere. I believe it was 11 o'clock nights or something like that that I got a call, very unusual foreign call, and uh, they told me like, hey, this is Novi Belgrade, we are interested in bringing you in. Uh, as we spoke, it made more and more sense to make this transition. I can only say good things about them. I, I felt home. He has this energy that wherever we go, and you can notice Igor is there, he is in the room. He has this aura with him. We are just looking for our next game. The hopes are high. We we believe in ourselves. I think we are a better team than last season. But the real uh, test will be uh, the serious games that are coming. Uh, and we'll see. I don't need to remind you to like, subscribe, rate or review the show. Nor do I need to remind you that Podcast 10 is our discount code at werewolterpolo.com for 10% off your next order. But let's get on with the show. And this is Nika Shushiashvili. Um, a very warm welcome to Nika Shushiashvili. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Good, fine. Thank you. What about good. you? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm really, really good. And I'm really pleased that we can uh, we can finally have you on the podcast. You've just come back from training, I believe. Yes, I uh, just finished. Thank you for inviting, first of all. I'm very pleased to be here uh, talking to you. So, thanks. No, no, the, the honor's ours. And we've got a lot to talk about, of course. Um, and I guess we will start maybe um, maybe from how you got into the sport and kind of your younger years and your early years. Um, I know from my research that your your family were, were big swimmers. Um, you love uh, loved the water, uh, both parents, uh, grandparents, and I think your brother as well. But when did that turn into water polo? Yeah, so your research is absolutely right. My whole family is into water sports and mostly swimming. And my grandfather was actually my first coach as a swimming coach. But for me, uh, I saw my older brother that he was training water polo slowly starting at a little bit later age of 12 or 13. And uh, I liked what he was doing. It was not just boring swimming. It was more with the ball, more some fun exercises. And I asked my parents to go and try water polo. And it turned out fine. I mean, I followed my brother. My brother is not playing anymore, but he gave me the push to step into the sport that I love and uh, enjoy until this day. Yeah. Do you remember your first memory? Do you remember the first time or, or your first positive memory of water polo? I mean, everyone that swims hates swimming. So that's why we start water polo generally. So yeah. do you remember the first the first time you really thought, yeah, this sport's for me? Uh, actually, I know. I I told my mother uh, that after first practice, it was Saturday, and on Saturdays we would usually play. I was nine year old uh, who could only just swim, but I remember scoring two goals. That was uh, you can imagine the level of uh, <laughs> kids that were 
allowing me to score the ball for the first time. But I was so happy. I enjoyed every moment of it. And I told mom, my mother that, yeah, this is the sport I wanted to do because I was doing a couple sports together. And uh, this first experience of water polo changed everything and got me got my mind into just water polo at the moment. Yeah, well, I don't think those two goals the first time you played were beginner's <laughs> luck. Um, but yeah, you, you said you, you're doing other sports. Um, I, I assume they were they're the classic, you know, maybe like football or, or actually basketball. Not. Or, actually no? not. I, I always wanted to play football as a kid, but I never had, uh, had a chance to do it. But uh, I was uh, in some school class of karate and uh, swimming, obviously, training with my grandfather like two times a day. Pretty tough trainings for that age, but uh, I think it's also helped me to stay, um, keep my swimming, um, let's say, level up until this. You say uh, karate, we'll definitely come back to that later. But in, in terms of water polo um, and, and sport in Georgia, um, where, where does that rank in terms of kids getting into the sport? Water polo in general is not a hugely popular sport, really, relatively no. anywhere apart from maybe a few countries. But what's it like in Georgia? Unfortunately, it's not popular. Back in the day, not a lot of kids were going at water polo. Now maybe it's even more and some projects are getting involved in. But uh, when I started it, uh, it was just the beginning of water polo in Georgia. Because in 2009, I believe, uh, the national team of Georgia assembled once more the senior national team and they started preparing to go on to European championships and to do some results and it brought us here a long way but uh, I think back in the day it was just if your parents if your friends and if your classmates were going in water polo then you would do and try but it was not like uh, mostly famous and popular sport to do uh, even though it was known to be healthy and uh, good activity for a kid yeah yeah, and uh, we'll talk about that in, in a minute. But obviously, you you were very good at the sport from the day that you scored those two goals um, <laughs> when you first started playing. Um, there's a pathway into the national team. Um, can you explain what it's like in Georgia? How you how you join the junior national teams and then go on to play for the senior national team? Yeah, actually, it was not uh, very smooth sailing for me. I would say because. Um, I remember a lot of kids were better than me, obviously, uh, but it's uh, reality that they were um, they were looked to be better players and they were talented. And uh, in national team, I was the only left-hander in the team, so I was playing, but I was not the main guy and not even in under 17 or under 19 uh, teams. Uh, okay. My age, 99-2000 I was, but uh, first two generations, uh, it was a little bit tough for me. But I was uh, still with the team, I was training, I was learning a lot. And uh, that got me to the national team of Georgia, the senior national team. And slowly, from the age of 16, I started to play some games. And uh, by the years past, it was more and more and more. And now I'm a constant member of the national team that I'm very proud of mm. you said something interesting there obviously you play on the right side as a left-hander um uh do, do you think 
you get more opportunities as a left-hander? I ask this question to every left-hander I ever, <laughs> I ever, I ever see. But do you think there is something to it that there's not as many left-handers? It's a position that lots of coaches absolutely love to have uh, a left-hander on, and it adds so much to the game. Do you think you got more opportunities as a young player? Uh, I believe so. I believe so. It's, it helps a lot because it's an um, uh, important position, the right wing that is controlling the ball more and trying to uh, pass the ball around and uh, start the attack, let's say, counter-attack. And as a left-hander, it's more comfortable to do it. And uh, every coach basically um, values its left-handers. Uh, even Greece that was playing many years without one, had uh, you know, left-hander in European Championship, which indicates that uh, if you got a player that can use his, his left hand and uh, do good things for the team, you would want him. And I think it helped me a lot. Um, it's it's something that I was born with, that I'm, but still it's a nice thing to have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's such a difficult position to play and it, it's, a, it's a very specific uh, position as well and I, I don't think lots of people really um, understand that. But um, obviously in, in Georgia, there, there are a few teams and the standard is, is, is better than it, it maybe was a few years ago. Uh, you came through at Dynamo, I believe. Yep. What would you say about the club there? What kind of state would you say it's in? And what would, what would you say the state is of a lot of the other clubs? How, how, how good are they? What kind of level are they on at the moment? Yeah, so Dynamo basically uh, is the best club of Georgia now, and uh, but it had its tough times. I believe it was in 1938 that it was created, but a lot of years it was not existent, barely surviving in young generations only. And uh, a couple of ex-national team players, uh, three of them uh, actually um, found some investors and uh, put a lot of work to it to get Dynamo back to its level that it deserves. And it's the biggest project of the club uh, league in uh, Georgia by now. They're doing great things. They're obviously playing Champions League that is amazing for young generations. And it was also good for me that I was lucky to be in the team back then. And um, yeah, I think they are amazing for Georgian water polo, what they're doing now. And uh, also implementing a lot of it to the young generations. And uh, to say about the other teams, uh, it's obviously helping uh, to have one good team uh, and to try to follow their lead and uh, compete with them. That uh, helped back five, four years ago. Uh, the Georgian League started to be more interesting. The national team players who were playing Champions League in uh, Dynamo split it. Uh, I'm part of, I was part of it split it into a couple teams and in Georgian championships uh, we would play uh, as a different team members. So uh, basically that gave a lot of uh, firepower to the league. Of course it's a small league that you don't have a lot of games but uh, it was still interesting and uh, it's expanding now and the other teams uh, are getting created and sponsored and uh, I hope in a couple of years we would have interesting Georgian championship. Yeah, that's that's really interesting, and that's a that's a really kind of admirable thing to do from the NMO to split the teams up and to raise the level of, of yes. the whole league in, in general. Um, that that that's really good. Um, okay, well we might talk about uh, Georgia, um, the league, and the standard of polo later. I know we've got a few questions. 
Uh, we've got a lot of questions, in fact, from from people from Georgia. But um, maybe we'll talk about um, your blueprint, uh, the blueprint that I call it a blueprint um, to making it to the top um, of the sport, which you have. And I mean, we do have a question uh, from on Instagram. Um, normally, I leave them to the second part, but I'll ask this one now because it fits in nicely um, from Singing NGO who asks, how did you manage to become a world-class player but not coming from a country of the big seven? So Georgia is not a big seven club, but I mean, they did finish eighth at the European um, Championships and a top 10 finish at the World Championships, I think is is really, really good. Um, I'm not sure many people know outside of maybe Serbia, kind of your story, Um, but obviously you left Georgia and went to Shabach, and then you went to Spandau, and then eventually you're now in, in Belgrade with Novi Beograd. But um, maybe we just talk through kind of what happened after your yeah. your junior European championships. You you moved to Shabach in Serbia. Um, how did that come about? Um, how good was that experience playing playing for that, uh, that club? Yeah, uh, first of all, thanks for the comments and thanks for the compliments that this person told me. Obviously, I'm trying to uh, get my level up, but I'm far away from my goal. And uh, to continue on that note, uh, yeah, Shabbat was an amazing experience. It was my first abroad team. Uh, Me and uh, one more guy from Georgia uh, went to play there. It was... uh, with a lot of help of our uh, back then national team coach, Jovan Popovic, who recommended us there and uh, made sure we were doing okay there. And uh, <clears throat> it was amazing experience. We uh, played a lot of games. First time in my life that I had fully committed season. Uh, the second league of uh, Adriatic League. We passed in the first league. Uh, it was big success for the club. Uh, and uh, I would be not lying to say that we were the first initial group of uh, people back in 2017-18, I believe it was. Uh, no, 18-19. That uh, we did a lot of good results with the team and uh, it helped them push uh, the level and they are still um, holding that and uh, adding on that our success. And after that, um, uh, I went to... I had my obligations with national team of Georgia, obviously, uh, under 19, my age, uh, that was uh, very important to me. And uh, I had to leave the club early. So last one and a half month, I was not there. I was absent uh, playing uh, on qualifications of European championships and uh, etc. some tournaments with the national team. So I had to leave early, but uh, they helped me uh, to make this transition, uh, the Shabbos team. Uh, and I ended up in Germany where my brother was uh, working at the moment. Uh, One, uh, my dear friend, Georgian water polo player as well, was playing there uh, in Neukölln. And I went to try out in Neukölln to see if I can continue my career there. Obviously not thinking about Spandau, but it's um, their training on the same pool. We had a chance to go on the trainings with them because we were missing one practice. So... Uh, I ended up in Spandau. I uh, ended up on training of Spandau. They needed a player. Um, in that day, they, they didn't have enough players. 
I practiced once and Petr, uh, Petr Kovacevic, uh, the coach of Spando, noticed me, asked me what am I going to do next season if I would like to come back for one more week to try out once again. Uh, but for Spando, obviously, I was very happy about it and I accepted it. Uh, spoke to the club and decided to continue my career there. Unfortunately, uh, it didn't go as planned. Uh, I had some problems with uh, visa. I had some problems uh, to stay uh, in the country, and uh, I was still uh, looked at it, looked at as a Georgian guy, a young guy who might be uh, who might play something in future, but still is not helping the team at a certain level to be in the Champions League squad. And uh, I went back to Georgia. Fortunately. Uh, Dinamo started its own campaign and uh, I was part of it. They gave me the amazing opportunity to compete in Champions League on the highest level and uh, I had a pretty nice season there. And uh, Novi Belgrade was a good transition because uh, after COVID, after everything that happened, uh, uh, many things were uncertain. And uh, yeah, Novi Belgrade called out of nowhere. It appears to be Petr Kovacevic again. My coach in Spando that recommended me said that I was a good young left-handed player who could help the team. And for me, it was an amazing offer. Uh, I could never imagine to go in Novi Belgrade where back in the day, okay, Novi Belgrade didn't have many uh, like big name, but uh, I knew that Milos Chuk was playing there. The team was amazing. The youngs, uh, the you know, uh, so it was kind of uh, obvious move for me. I spoke to my family, uh, to my wife, that uh, we needed that transfer to make happen. Dinamo helped me with that. And uh, yeah, I just stick with the team and we are here now. That's the story. I heard that <laughs> when uh, you got the phone call, it was actually your dad's dad's birthday party. Yes, Were you? yes, it was. I hope you weren't like uh, really drunk when you picked up the phone and like. Oh, <laughs> no, who no, is no, it? it was. What What were you thinking when uh, Novi Beograd phoned up? Because I mean, as you said, yeah. they, they weren't. You know, ten, fifteen years ago, they, you know, they, I'm not, they weren't even founded. I don't think, but they yes. have invested an awful lot, and you can see the players they have now, and you've kind of seen the development that they've gone through, bringing some really, really top players, uh, including yourself, to the club. Um, how how crazy was it hearing hearing that they were interested? Yeah, it was very weird actually because uh, okay, it was small family celebration. I was not drunk, but uh, uh, I believe it was eleven o'clock nights or something like that that I got a call, very unusual foreign call, and uh, they told me like, hey, this is Novi Belgrade. We are interested in bringing you in. Petr Kovacevic told us that you will you're free. I was like, I'm not free, I'm playing it, you know, but okay, let's hear what you got, because I was totally not expecting that call. But uh, as we spoke, it made more and more sense to make this transition. And uh, yeah, I mean, here we are. Did you speak to your uh, national team coach about moving to Serbia? Yes, I did. Um, uh, it was uh, Revas Chomachice. Yeah. And he gave me some good advices that I'm sticking to them. <laughs> yeah. Even yeah. now, I really appreciate him as a coach, as a person. And of course, he's one of the best, if not the best, uh, water polo player of all time in Georgia. And 
uh, great uh, great players of the world uh, history of water polo and um, his opinion was very important to me and he told me to yeah go for it and I just did it yeah of course of course and um, okay you you obviously had experience in Serbia before um, you obviously played abroad in Germany as well but in terms of Serbia what was your first um, what was your first reaction when you obviously it was Shabac first um playing it, it that standard and then obviously when you went to Novi Beograd that the standard just uh, is is in yeah. some ways completely different you know your first session what was it like hanging in the water yeah <laughs> uh, so uh, first of all Shabbats is a very small town with uh, not a lot of things going on and Belgrade is a completely different uh, lifestyle completely different town that uh, you have everything what you need and it's uh, different. I, I think it's, you cannot compare and say, oh, this is Serbia, Shabbat and Belgrade. No, it's like completely different, you know, like you're living somewhere else. Uh, and uh, for me, everything was new again. Uh, but uh, about the standards of and the level of playing, um, first of all, Vlado Vujasinovic was the coach that I um, saw in every young generation competitions with Serbian national team, and I admired him a lot. And many things that I've heard about him, that he's uh, really like a doctor of water polo, that he knows everything, that you have to listen to his every word. And um, I was aware of him uh, and uh, he actually gave me a lot, uh, taught me a lot through a lot of painful training sessions and uh, uh, a lot of toughness. But um, yeah, I mean... There were nerves, but not like, I think I was kind of prepared for that by the time I went there. I had uh, realized that I will be the only foreigner uh, in the team, that I needed to show myself that nobody knew me before. And yeah, everything went well. And uh, I can say that I had a lot of freedom from Vlado and from the guys that accepted me from the first day until the last. And we had pretty nice season. We could win uh, Serbian championships, obviously go further with the Euro Cup. But I think in the end, uh, what we had and what cards we were dealt, everybody was happy and satisfied. And uh, it was just one step forward for the whole club as an organization. And you could see the difference. Uh, okay, you know, we brought a lot of uh, a lot of like Olympic gold medalists and. <laughs> Uh, amazing players, the top-level players that were performing over the years uh, on this level, and it just um, made more sense for the club to go there and uh, try to win it all. You, you came, you came to the club as, as a foreigner. Obviously, there's a lot of pressure, particularly for foreigners, to play in any team. But with uh, with the project that's being built in Novi Beograd, um, how much pressure did you feel extra on top on top of that? Yeah, uh, the most nervous I've been was the first practice of the last year's team. Mm -hmm. When I went to the practice and I see uh, the guys for the first time, it's okay. I'm a foreigner and they are new to the team and I'm with the original team state. But still there are Serbians there, uh, players that I was watching through the... TV, uh, <laughs> television. It's weird because you you yeah. were you were a player last season, and all these new players have come in, and yet you're still you're still yeah. nervous about. By, yeah, by yeah, rights, yeah. you're you're the experienced one. You've been at the club for a year, and yet 
you still feel this way about you know yeah, five yeah. or six Olympic gold medalists. But I I can only say good things about them that they uh, really I I felt home immediately and I felt like they were just good people that uh, knew a lot of things obviously about the sport and accepted me as their own and uh, yeah taught me a lot I was listening to them I was I'm still listening to them and I'm trying to improve on some things and uh, I think it's this process was a beautiful thing that uh, took a lot of pressure off me even as a foreigner um, I knew what coach was asking from me and what obviously uh, all of them were expecting from me and uh, it helped me to go through with it and as a team we had a lot of obstacles that uh, were slowing us down but uh, in the end we showed the courage to go back on track and uh, see uh, show the level of the team that was always there actually and uh, get some results yeah definitely definitely and I kind of mentioned it a little bit but last season for example um Vladimir Yusanovic uh, uh, was the coach and then he left. Uh, Dejan uh, Jovovic obviously was there for a short term before eventually being replaced by Igor Milanovic, uh, who um, obviously a double Olympic gold medalist, one of the greatest players of all time. What was it like being coached by Igor? I mean, um, from the outside, people um, he's quite a, a eccentric character, you know, the warm-up he does before the, each game and things like this, you yeah. know, it's, it's, he's always he's always funny in an interview. Or he's always uh, catching the attention. But what's he like to have day in day out as a coach? I mean, um, do you have any uh, funny stories or, or any anything that sticks with you during his time at the club? <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay. Uh, first of all, I was I can say that I was blessed to have these um, coaches. Uh, as a coach of my team, uh, I've had a lot of great experiences with all of them uh, and learn, learned a lot from all of them. Uh, so I'm pretty happy about it. The time being, I can say that uh, I've been coached many different ways and uh, many different styles. But uh, uh, to elaborate on Igor's stay, uh, staying in the club, it was uh, only three months. But I think it's not only my words that uh, we can say that he made an impact. And even now we, we, we are remembering him as a great coach and uh, as a great character. He has this energy that wherever, I don't know if it's a funny story, but he, wherever we go, uh, you can notice Igor is there and he is, you know, he is in the room. He has this aura with him uh, and uh, it's a great thing for a coach also. That you feel the power, you feel the support of the coach. And um, for us, he was amazing. He turned around very hard season. We had many ups and downs. And with Igor, it was just a smooth sailing until the end. So, yeah, I mean, I'm very happy. And uh, I I loved the time that I spent with him. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And um, you said last season, obviously, the Serbian Championship and the Regional League. Not a bad season at all. A final of the Champions League, of course, um, yeah. and of course hosting the Champions League again this season. Uh, but generally this season, what what are you what are you guys feeling? Um, how how are you looking forward to this season? Your favourites for Serbian League and Regional League again, of course. 
but the Champions League is is obviously the big aim. There there are no easy games in the Champions League, and I think you've got Fenerbahce, Marseille, Jug, Sabadei, Spandau, your former team, and then I think yeah. probably like Brescia or, or or someone like this. So the Champions League. How how are you guys? How are you guys approaching this? Uh, I think. Uh... We we didn't have a lot of time to prepare uh, for the season because of the uh, schedule that we were dealt uh, with this World Championship and uh, European Championship back to back. It was not a long preseason. I think we had only like ten days that we used maximum as we could. But we are going step by step. We're not thinking uh, about final eight of the Champions League or any particular game in Champions League. Uh, we have. Uh, Tough games also in regional league and in domestic championship for now, and we are focusing on them. When the time comes, I think we will get our priorities straight and we will set the goals that we need to do. But for now, we are just looking forwards to our next game, and the hopes are high. We we believe in ourselves. I think we are even better team than last season, and yeah. We, we showed that in the games that we played and up until now. But the real uh, test will be uh, the serious games that are coming. Uh, and we'll see. We'll see. We are hopeful that everything goes good. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully. And just before we, we take a break, um, what are you personally looking forward to this season? What are you hoping and expecting from yourself? Um, something to improve on maybe? Or over the summer? You've obviously had a really busy summer. And a successful yeah. summer, I would say, as well. Some really good performances with the Georgian national yeah. team. I was looking at some stats uh, from the European Championships. You were one of the top goal scorers in the Georgian team, but no one played more minutes than you at the Euros, which for a 23-year-old in a national team is 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 really, really impressive. You know. So what are you hoping for uh, to build on a, a really good summer for you personally this season? Uh, yeah, I have um, a lot of goals um... For this season, personal, and uh, of course they're the same as the team goals, but uh, personally I want to improve on a lot of things. I think uh, the performances I've showed, and thank you for the compliments again, uh, I think uh, there is a certain thing that uh, whenever I play a good game it doesn't mean that I reach that level. I try to think that it's a good performance that I need to keep up for the next uh, game and the next tournament. So. Uh, it's like uh, constantly uh, trying to improve and constantly trying to do some small things. Uh, for now, I'm, I would say I'm far away from what I want to uh, be, but also it's helping the mindset. Mindset is helping me to be calm and trust the process that we are doing in, here in North Belgrade. And uh, yeah, my goals are pretty high. I'm, I'm, I have my ambitions, but we'll see how it goes. For now, I'm hopeful that uh, it will be as good as the beginning of the season for now. Yeah, uh, I'm sure you will reach uh, the high the high targets that you've uh, you've set yourself. We're going to take a break now, and we'll come back in part two with some questions. Welcome back to part two of the Total Water Polo podcast, where I'm with Georgia uh, Georges and Novi Beograd's left-hander, Nika Shushiashvili. And this is the part, Nika, where we ask questions that people have sent in on social media. 
and it seems like everyone in Georgia has sent a question uh, in <laughs> this week. Uh, our Instagram was packed uh, with comments and questions. So um, apologies for anyone that we, we don't mention. Some of them are very similar, so we've kind of bunched them together. But before we ask the questions that people have sent in, uh, Nika, I don't know if you know, but every week we always ask our guests to give their total seven. So um, a lineup of players, seven players, um, in your opinion, the best, they can be past or present. They can be players you've played with or against yeah. or, or, or totally different to that. Seven players, however you want to pick them. Um, and okay. The floor's yours. Oh, I might be a little biased now, but... Uh... Seven Georgian players. <laughs> no, no, no. Um... Well, that's a tough question, but for me, okay, uh, I will pick uh, Madarash and Mandic on the right side. Wow, that's that's tough. Uh, Dusko Pietlovic on the center. Yep. Yeah. Is he scary? He looks really scary. Uh, I, I I thought he was scary first uh, first time when I met him, but he's humble guy. He is amazing person and uh, a great teammate to me. And no, no, he, he's definitely not scary to to his teammates. To the I I wouldn't want to play against him. Really, <laughs> like really. Yeah, like many many, many opponents. <laughs> no, obviously doing this for uh, the period of time that he's doing uh, over twenty years being in national team and. Playing in club level, always on the top. It's not easy task to do, and I gotta give it to him. And it's definitely not because he's my teammate. It's uh, more than deserved. Okay, uh, let's. I, I let's. Uh, wow. That's. Uh, do, uh, do I pick present players or? You the... can, however you like, but you can never have played against them or. You could, you know, never have really, I mean, played with them or anything like this. You know what? Uh, I will change. Uh, change. We've never had anyone change. change. We've never had anyone because, change. Their uh, okay, choice. it's it's not it's uh, not uh, something that uh, I'm constantly thinking about. So I've never actually had a chance to uh, evaluate my top seven. Uh, okay, I will start from the left side. Obviously, Dusko stays in the center and. Uh, Left side, I will pick uh, Varga, then Schwarga. Uh, wow, uh, Ivovic on the center back, uh, Mandic and uh, Vlahopoulos right side, the floor general, and uh, maybe one more guy at left side. I will pick. Wow, that's Perone. I will pick Perone. Yeah, of course. Okay. Who's going in goal? Um, the goal, uh, you know what? Uh, Nag. Nag. Okay. Yeah. Did you ever play against him? Uh, no, I don't think I, I played against him. No. No. No, I didn't have a chance to play against him. But yeah, I mean, obviously, things that he was doing, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, he has to be there. You you said um, Angelos uh, Vlachopoulos, um, a great player, and last yeah, season yeah. I, I really like I, I just thought he was amazing. 
and he was amazing the final mm-hmm. eight competition but he was also really good for Greece um but you have a you have a quite special uh friendship with him uh, I, I understand that yeah. you and your you and your wife and him and his partner you're kind of like uh you go double dating quite often is that, is that correct <laughs> is my are my facts correct uh, yes they are they are yeah and he, would you say he's he's one of your closest closest friends in the team I think we our team is pretty close but yeah we have um I'm close with many of them and uh we are good group of friends uh, overall outside of the pool but yeah he's uh, he's one of them yeah of course these two years he's been uh, all, not only a friend he's been a mentor to me and uh, he's teach me he taught me a lot of things so yeah he's the way of thinking about the sports uh, with his um, I don't know what it's amazing you can see you can understand the game if you can understand the game he's amazing and I think uh, if uh, to be honest I should have uh, picked top 14 players not seven because seven is not enough at all you can you can say uh, you can change a lot of things and you can mix it up and it's a pretty interesting question to me but uh, if we ever had a chance to talk uh, next time I think I will be more prepared to give you my final final form but i'm pretty happy with my team i think they are not losing to anybody yeah yeah re- really you don't you don't have to worry like uh <laughs> no, no, no. this is it's a difficult question it's why we ask it um it can change of course but um don't don't dwell on your total seven it's a pretty good team and i don't think there'd be many that could beat it but anyway um we've got so many questions um all right from a teammate i guess andrea uh Bidazzi asks what is, what's your most memorable match which we have played together? Ooh, memorable match. And, I mean, I guess yeah. linked to that, there's another one on Instagram that says, uh, that's welco underscore I-V-I-C-C. And uh, what's your favorite game in your career? So you've, you've got two there. One, um, your most memorable match with Andrea. And then I guess another memorable match not with him. <laughs> Okay, uh, I think I gotta pick uh, split European Championships now uh, against uh, Holland, Netherlands. Uh, it was it was very important game for us. What a stupid game! It was just a ridiculous <laughs> game. Yeah, I, I I don't think it's the most beautiful game in the world. No, not at all. But uh, yeah, but no, no, no. It's like. Um, the feeling of going in top eight teams in Europe was special, and uh, I think we shared it with him. And I think it's for now this is the most memorable game with uh, Andrea. Yeah, uh, I think more to come uh, in the future. And uh, about the most memorable game of my career, there's a few actually. Uh, personally, the joy I received of um, winning uh, Adriatic League, Regional League, was amazing. Uh, sharing it with uh, teammates in Novi Belgrad was amazing. And uh, even though it looked uh, like we were favorites to win it and uh, all that, all the season it showed that we played draw against Primoras, we lost against Radnički, we were under the pressure until the end of the tournament 
we got lucky that Radnički won against Juk, that we hosted the tournament. That was very important to us. It was like the main goal to host the tournament and win it in our uh, pool. And we managed to do it. And uh, the excitement of this game, uh, I can never forget. Even though it's individually, I've had uh, pretty memorable games. But as a team, as uh, as the feeling after the game, it's amazing for now. Uh, and we have a big picture on the pool. When you go inside, you can see us celebrating, sitting on the uh, side of the um, what besides water, and yeah, it's it's just amazing. Even now, I think it was the most memorable thing for me last season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe you can do it again this year as well. I hope so. I hope so. Okay, we've also got uh, we've got some other questions here that I'm going to kind of group together. Noah Cannon zero uh, seven. <coughs> Um, asks Georgia has had an impressive has had impressive performances lately. What, if anything, are you doing differently? And kind of, I, I'm going to link this together with another one on Instagram from underscore Nico zero five. Um, what do you What do you think about uh, Georgia's young players and about Dinamo Tbilisi's academy? So they're they're both about Georgia. They're both yep. about recent times, about yep. development, step forward. Um, are Georgia doing anything differently at the moment, or is it just years of years of work finally kind of paying off? It's a lot of things together, but uh, again, uh, I would link it to Dinamo that is doing an amazing job. Uh, their academy is good. You can see they have a lot of kids who are becoming uh, good players and have a chance to practice abroad and uh, play at a lot of tournaments. And uh, young generations tournaments under 15, 16, 17 are good in Georgia. Uh, I think there are a lot of teams now and they uh, go in the regions to, uh, to play in some other towns. Uh, that's good. And that would be the goal for the senior national championship as well, to be even more competitive on the uh, world stage. But uh, about national team, uh, yeah, the coach has its plans. Dan uh, is very good for Georgia. He is uh, using uh, our team, I think, in a very good way. He gives us courage to play and uh, gives us good motivation tactics and preparation to compete on a higher level. And uh, he sets the goal straight. Uh, it's never, we never dream about something that we are not capable of doing and we never uh, go lower than we need to go. So, I mean, uh, for now, it's constant improvement and I think it will, it will, the following years we will uh, do the same. But yeah, I think uh, it's, it's a lot of things combined and uh, altogether it gives the results. Do you think that Georgia at the moment, do you think you're performing at the top of your capability? Do you think you're like outperforming what is possible of you? Or do you think actually, instead of it being a, a top eight in Europe, it can maybe be uh, a top four or a top six or, or, or something like this? Do you think you're capable of that? I think uh, for this tournament in split, we were capable of that. We could win against France. We could play a better game against uh, Montenegro and you never know what will happen there. So... Uh, yeah, that's a regret that we didn't manage to win um, 
against France in uh, yeah in the not it was not the last game it was uh, the game before but uh, we are not overperforming it's uh, the level that we are I I believe so uh, it helps that um, our foreigners who are playing for Georgia a lot of years they are teammates that we need they are the level that we need and Georgian youngs they follow they uh, take their lead and me uh, including so um, I think we can do a lot better but also you can see that uh, Serbia was not in top eight so that's uh, something that to consider is it will be not easy. We had a good group. We had a lot of things going on for our uh, for our success. And yeah, to stay realistic, we could do better. But if we uh, do result wise worse next uh, summer or uh, summer after, it will not be something uh, for a shock for us. Uh, for us, it's very important to perform in certain level, to play the games on a certain level and to improve on that. And the results are just coming by itself and uh, they're showing where we are at the moment. So, yeah, that's my take on it. Yeah, good, good. Um, okay, we've got a slightly different question here now. Um, it's quite specific, but Chua.jo uh, asks, how was playing <coughs> against Japan? How different was their style of play compared to the other teams? So I think you played against Japan at the World Champs earlier yeah. this. Yeah, we did. I think. Uh, sorry to bring up. Didn't they beat you by? Isn't it like fifteen, fourteen, or something? 14, yeah, 13. one goal difference. Yes. Yeah. Difference. So obviously um, they beat you. Um, you know, I don't mean that as yeah. like a to rub it in or anything, no, no, no. but like how difficult or not necessarily difficult, but how uh, interesting was it for you to play? against that kind of that kind of style of play and yeah it was actually my third time playing against japan we had one uh, tournament not so serious tournament uh, back in a couple of years ago let's say then we played in final eight of um, world league uh, where we beat japan by one difference and we were prepared for that game it was the first game of the tournament and we managed to do it uh, but uh, about world championships yeah they beat us we were uh, realistically we were very tired okay I understand they were also but it's very tough to play against them Japanese pressing is something that is being considered by many teams in Europe also okay they're not playing uh, all the time like this but playing over the ball uh, letting them sprint inside and uh, tactics like this are uh, annoying uh, I can say that and it's uh, very tiring for us uh, you know, when you go in this kind of game, you expect yourself to win. But again, they are playing uh, same with uh, Australia, Serbia, same with Georgia, same with Romania, and same with Hungary. They are playing uh, level and they are always there. You never know. They may be losing four or five difference of the goals and then they score it in two, you know, four minutes, let's say. So uh, it's strange. They are the only team that plays like this and... Um, it takes a lot of energy and it takes a lot of concentration to not make one mistake and to not receive a goal one against zero from them. But uh, yeah, for the next game, uh, we have a chip on our shoulders to play against Japan and I hope we're going to make our mistakes, uh, less mistakes than uh, the World Championships. Yeah, well, we'll keep keep the uh, the close games coming because they're exciting to watch. <laughs> and I think Japan are a great, a great team to watch. Um, 
it's re really cool to watch. Okay, um, <coughs> we've got a question here from uh, Sand Rockaz on Instagram, who says, uh, "What is if uh, if you have one? Uh, what is your pre or post game ritual? Do you do you have like a um, do you have like a process you go through before a game to prepare yourself or, or after? Do you have anything?" Uh, thank you for the question. He's a good friend of mine, and yeah, um, <laughs> um, yeah I think everybody has it. Uh, the ritual. I, I would not call it a ritual, but I'm so, I'm doing the same warm up every time I go into the water, and uh, before that also, I'm trying to uh, during the day. I'm not trying to think about uh, water polo. I'm not trying to get my head into. It's uh, early on, uh, and when I go on the pool and when I'm uh, trying to concentrate, uh, the situation in the team and uh, the feeling of the game brings everything together. And yeah, I'm just doing my warm-up, trying to do everything the same, because I think what works for me, and uh, maybe change up uh, like a couple laps if I feel uh, a little bit tired or a little bit fresh, depends, uh, before the game you're always different. But more or less, it's that, and uh, yeah, I would I would say only that. Yeah, I think I don't have a specific ritual. That's it. No. Do you do you um, after games? Do you dwell on them? Do you think about them a lot? Do you go back and watch videos if if possible? And do you, are you very critical of of what you did during a match, or do you do you not really uh, pay too much attention personally aside from when? Your team will have video analysis sessions. Uh, you're asking after the game, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I try to watch the game, yes. Uh, yeah. I go back uh, if there is, and usually there is, okay, Champions League and Serbian Championship, and yeah, every, every tournament we play, basically, I try to find the game and watch uh, because uh, the perception, the feeling that I have after the game is not always the correct one. Uh, I may remember something that I did wrong or right and uh, think of it like that. But if the time comes and we go to the discussion and team meeting, I'd like to be prepared and uh, know my logic, what I did wrong and right. And yeah, I just uh, watched the game before I go to sleep or the other day, whatever. But I, it's a totally different game when you watch it from the screen and uh, when you play it and see it by your eyes. Yeah. Definitely. And uh, is that something you'd advise to maybe younger players? Do you think that, yeah. that really helps you? I think uh, uh, it was uh, Lukas Kielen in Spandau that advised me to keep the notebook, mm -hmm. to write things down, uh, some things that I remember from the practices and games, to always remind yourself uh, about important things that you felt, not you've seen. And uh, yeah, I would recommend it also to the young generations and to do that, to improve on your mistakes and remember them because uh, it's easy to blame on someone else. It's easy to say, ah, I, I couldn't do that, I couldn't do that. But in the end, it's something that you have to do and you have to improve on. And yeah, that's it. I, I would advise to watch the games and to analyze, especially your bad games, not only your good games. Yeah, that's really cool advice. Um, the notebook and... Uh writing down what you feel as much as writing down what actually happened is um yeah that's that's good advice for any youngsters listening um we've got an interesting question here uh from eosefa.chuasau who asks did you ever think about uh playing water polo in college in the united states did you ever think about 
going uh, to America? Actually, uh, not. I, I okay. It's uh, I've had it on mind, but I never uh, planned it or I never went deep into that thought because for me, uh, America is too far away <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a completely different li- life and. Actually, I've always wanted to go to Europe and do what I'm doing now. I've always uh, dreamed of that. Uh, and yeah, even now, I, I, I can appreciate when people do that. My, one of my friends, uh, one of my closest friends uh, played in UCLA and he was very happy about it. And I was very happy about him also because it's an opportunity you can use uh, to implement your water polo and your in, and study also in good university. And uh, yeah that's a good thing to do if it's your thing but for me it was never uh the priority okay okay nice okay well we um we normally finish um asking our guests uh, what they what they like to do when they're not playing water polo which invariably is is not that long amount of time really but what what do you do when you're (laughs) not um you're not at the pool or you're not watching yourself back or writing in the notebook or or anything like this. What? What? How do you relax? Um, yeah, my wife jokes that I have a lot of hobbies, that I change them up all the time. First, it was COVID period, and uh, I was playing chess, trying to learn chess. Then it was uh, I don't know, uh, like we had a bar stand, and I would make some cocktails. Uh, obviously, watching TV, playing cards with friends, uh, stuff like that is always present. But uh, now I would say in Belgrade, uh, we have, as I said, uh, mentioned before, we have a lot, uh, good group of friends that we go to play uh, battle. That's uh, uh, the sport like uh, tennis, maybe, you know? Yeah, yeah, I've been yeah, playing yeah. it. It's, 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 it's amazing. It's good. It's I'm really very good. bad at it, but I'm trying to improve on it. We play bowling, we go to movies. Uh, we gather in someone's house. We try to enjoy the time alone. And of course, uh, sleeping. That's the main thing for me, that uh, during the practices I need to get a quick nap and uh, relax a little bit. But yeah, mostly it's or sleeping, eating or active rest that uh, I change all the time. <laughs> Chess, cocktails, paddle. Sounds, it sounds, yeah, it sounds like you need the rest uh, to be yeah, keep to keep it interesting. Yeah, yeah, of course. In fact, I'm just getting a question on the feed now, actually, from... Sorry to go back to this, but Moto Moto eight nine nine four asks, "Do you like football?" Now I have it on good authority that you you do like football, and unfortunately, I've heard that you you support Manchester United. Is that is that true? It's correct. Yeah, actually, uh, I was when I was a kid, I was following football all the leagues that I could watch and uh, all that, but uh, I've stopped uh, following them uh, for many years, and now maybe two years ago, I got back into it mostly in Premier League and Champions League that I'm uh, watching and uh, yeah Manchester United was the club that I liked as a kid and uh, still the club that I hope will do better <laughs> and also uh, in our team we're playing this Premier League fantasy uh, okay <laughs> all right okay this is an interesting um, maybe I should have asked you for your fantasy team instead of your total seven <laughs> but who, um, who who's the best at that in your team at the moment i'm really uh, interested to see who would know the most about football uh, we are combining some uh, players from other serbian uh, clubs also but in my team for now i'm uh, i'm uh, first not first i'm fourth in the league but uh, first in my team for now okay all right well um 
Nika, thank you very much for joining us. It's been a really interesting talk. Um, yeah. You've spoken really well and um, obviously best of luck for this season. And um, yeah, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you a lot for inviting me. It was a pleasure. That was Nika Shushiashvili, a really, really talented young player in a really big club. And uh, he gets better every time I see him. And I know he's got a really bright future coming up. So thank you very much for Nika for joining us. And of course, thank you for listening. And we hope you enjoyed this episode and you stick around for the next one. Don't forget that you can claim 10% off uh, using the discount code podcast10 at werewaterpolo.com. And if you can like us, review us, rate us, share us, wherever you're listening to this podcast, that's massively appreciated by everyone at Total Water Polo. Thank you very much for tuning in. We will see you next week. Bye-bye.